Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. All right, I got to ask you a question, man. As I don't know what's going on, but I keep seeing it, and it's getting worse. What is the deal with all the bicycle people? I, I can't understand, and, and, and like, I'm all about sharing the road, okay? I think this is important, because when you're on a bicycle, it's very dangerous riding in the road, right? But, but like, if I remember right, they're supposed to obey the same traffic laws as the rest of the cars, right? All right, well, so I'm sitting here at a stoplight, and all of a sudden, I got this bicycle, and my hands, like, my arms resting out the window, it's a beautiful day. And everybody like the weather this week? It's fine, we prayed for it, and God gave it to us. That's how powerful prayer is. So no, actually, it's just fall. Anyway, so my hand's right here outside my window, and all of a sudden, a bicycle guy, we're all stoplight, comes flying down the middle of the thing. And I, I was like, I was scared by this, like all of a sudden, right outside my window. And so I chased him down and told him it was not cool. It's the next stoplight, because my car is faster than his bike. But they're everywhere, all the time. And I find it, I'm getting more and more irritated. They even frustrate me when I'm not in a hurry. I see all the bicycle people, and I was trying to figure out, Matt, why are you so frustrated with the bicycle people? I mean, like, they're just on bicycles. You rode a bicycle when you were a little kid. You rode a bicycle sometimes when you're an adult. And I think I got to the core of it because they're super athletic, except for that one dude, the full-body uh, spandex suit. I did not, uh, that did not go well. But no, that's not it. It's not that they're super athletic and I want to be like that. It's that they're actually taking time to go for a ride. And I think I figured it out that I'm just jealous of the bicycle people because they're out on the bicycle and they've got such great freedom and the, the breeze is blowing on them and they feel so nice and everything's so wonderful and the beauty of nature's there and, and there's a bunch of them, they ride together, they got a great little community and there's some camaraderie as they ride together and sometimes if somebody's bike gets a little broken, they can stop together and take care of one another. It's a wonderful thing, but I think even more important than all of that is they're actually taking the time to remember to ride. Remember to ride. These are people on the move. We're reading about people on the move. How's the CBE going? Everybody reading the Bibles all the way through? We're doing this when we're in Deuteronomy. Man, we have had five books, man, and we are still talking about this people on the move. I'm betting they wish that they had some bicycles to get them out in the wilderness, but they didn't anyway. But it's starting to really get good. I love Deuteronomy. We hit chapter 6, and there's this part that says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Right? Do you know this one? It's called the Shema. Do you remember we talked about it a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago? And they had the mezuzah they put on the, on the doorposts. And uh, this incredible saying to remind us that our God is God alone. It's a beautiful, beautiful part of Scripture. It's one of my absolute favorite parts of Scripture. But I, but I keep thinking, this story is the same story we've been reading for five books now. This is the same thing that happened early on, the same God's people, creation, all of that stuff, and then boom, we're walking for three straight books. We're walking from Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers. Oh my gosh, it's all over the place. It's four books. It's getting worse. You guys freaking out? This is nuts. This is the people on the move, and we've been reading about it for a long, long time, but I think it's because it must be pretty important. Amen? Right, you got to notice things like that. But I've noticed a few recurring things in this story. You guys ready? Say number one. God's people are really whiny. 
they are really, really whiny people. Anybody got whiny people in their life? Raise your hand and say, yeah. I think God puts whiny people in our life, in our circle, so, so that we could grow in grace. You think that's probably it? It's like, uh, anyway, either way, God finds the grace consistently for God's people. They're whiny. Everybody say number two. Moses and Aaron, this is the leadership, are far from perfect. They're far from perfect. It seems like they make a lot of bad decisions, even trying to make the right ones. They don't always make the right one. Anybody else find their own story in this? Being far from perfect, being called to do something, but also knowing being par, far from perfect. Well, you're in good company. They're heroes of the Bible, but they're imperfect and flawed. Everybody say number three. <laughs> All together now. Number three. God keeps saying something over and over and over. Throughout scripture, throughout these books, over and over and over. And I'm going to read it to you. It's in Deuteronomy 7, chapter 7. Chapter 7, verse 7 through 11. You ready? I'm ready. The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples. For you were actually the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. But to those who hate him, he will repay their repay to their face by destruction. He will not be slow to repay them to their face, those who hate him. Therefore, take care to follow the commands, decrees, and laws I give you today. Go back two slides, would you, just for a second. I want to look at that scripture again. All right, keep going one more. Read that top line together. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. Stop right there. Faithful God. Over and over and over, God keeps repeating this to these people. If you've ever gone on a road trip, right, and you've got kids in the back, and they ask you over and over again what? All the time. <laughs> Somebody got, what was the other thing I heard? Are we there yet? There was something else. How much farther are we there yet? Yeah, absolutely. You hear that over and over and over again. And time and time again, if you're driving with them, you end up having to tell them whatever the amount of time is left. I got it to where I started putting my phone where they could see it. And I would say, when that number says five, we'll be almost there, right? And then they, I hear them, anyway, it doesn't matter. They still say, Dad, how much longer? Are we there yet? All the time that I have to tell them over and over and over again so that they know. God wants to remind the people the most important thing that they could remember, that you were chosen. And God calls us this way too. This is a God that pursues us. Even as the people fail, even as they're whining, even as they try to go the wrong direction, even as they do the things that God says don't do and don't do the things that God says do, even as they fail, God still loves them. Even as they complain, make idols, disobey, God loves them still. Their unbelief never shakes God from the covenant promise. That is good news. Somebody say amen. So today, anybody know what today is in the church? What would you celebrate? Some people wearing red. I see. What is it? What is today? Yeah, so for Lutheran people, 
which we come from the Lutheran people, even though we have a lot of people here that aren't necessarily Lutheran or didn't come from a Lutheran background. For Lutherans, this Reformation Day we celebrate today, what happened in our church about 500 years ago. It was the Great Reformation. It was when everything kind of changed. And it was led, sort of, mostly, by a guy named who? Martin Luther. He had a great struggle. Now, I'm not talking about, for, for some of you guys here, I always have to make this distinction every time I talk about this. I'm not talking about Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, this is 500 years ago, not the 60s. All right, Luther's faith had a great crisis. He was a, he was a monk. He was uh, staying in the faith. We talk about this for most of you guys have heard this story before because we talk about it in our Set Your Roots class, so I'll spare you the entire story. But he had this great crisis of faith because he felt like over and over and over again he had to confess his way out of sin. He had to find himself grace on his own. And this was actually kind of an ideal that was held up in the church at the time, so it wasn't that unusual, but he would actually confess sometimes up to six hours. Could you imagine that? Six hours just confessing your sin. And as soon as he would confess his sin and feel like he was all done, he'd remember, there's that, oh, there's that other thing. I haven't confessed that one too. And it was this great crisis of faith, his heart consistently being broken. And the church at the time kind of endorsed this idea. As a matter of fact, you could confess your way out of sin. You could do a little bit of penance or you could do some things that ultimately would make it right. Or, in this particular case, a lot of folks could pay money and actually get your dead relatives out of their sin. Isn't this crazy? This is what began the whole Reformation. For Luther, it was torture, literally for him, torture. Until he realized now, if you're not paying attention to the sermon, or you're falling asleep, and you're like, Matt, I don't know where you're going this morning. You need one more cup of coffee because I'm not following you. Tune back in <laughs> right here. Until he realized there was nothing he could do to deserve God's grace. There was nothing he could do to deserve God's grace. And then he changed the world. This Reformation Sunday, every time I think about Reformation reformation, being formed again. I think about Christ South. I think about all of you and the work that you're doing to bring this church to life, to bring church to a new group of people that maybe would never think to be a part of this place or this journey. You are helping to do that. God is doing that through you. But we haven't just been freed from, we've been freed for God calls us to realize that grace and then live it. But there's one problem. Everybody say, what? People forget the second part. Realize God's grace. But then they forget the last part. Somebody gave me this bike. I'm going to show you guys this thing. I got, I got, a, I got a bike. Talking about the bicycle people. Uh, somebody actually gave me this bike. And, uh, and it's really cool. I'm going to get Bobby to come over. Whoa, all right, come and get away from the speaker. You guys see this bike? You guys see how awesome this is? Check it out. I got, it's got knobby tires. All right, so I'm going to get up on stage. No problem. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. All right, check it out. Okay, so Bobby, can you hold it up? Because the one feature that it doesn't have is a kickstand. But that's how you know it's a nice bike. It's a beautiful bike. I got knobby tires. Check out the shocks. See, like how they work, this cool feature, so that when I hit a bump, it doesn't hurt or anything. I can hit all the bumps I want. Sometimes if I get too parched, I've got a little drink holder here. Can you guys see the drink holder right there? It's perfect. It's a Marin. Everybody say Marin. 
Oh, not Ben. <laughs> Marin. It's a beautiful bike. And for those of you guys that go on long bike rides, you know the most important thing that you got to have on a long bike ride is a very, very cushy seat. I, wanna, I want you guys to see this. This is memory foam. Everybody say, memory foam. Watch, I push it down, and it remembers. <laughs> it remembers where my bottom goes, and it, isn't that sweet? And in the back, it's got all these gears. And what's cool about this, too, is I got these special shoes that'll lock in right here to the pedals. You guys, can you see the cool pedals? So it's got places right here, all these really cool features. I love this thing. And if I want to, I can actually put the seat up higher or lower. It's an awesome bike. It's got a place for my cell phone holder right here. It's a perfect bike. It's awesome. Look at that. Everybody give Bobby a round of applause, Bobby Hanna. <laughs> there's, just, there's just one problem. See all those features I was showing you, all those cool things that you were, you were seeing, right? You saw them all? Everybody like my bike? Cool features? There's only one problem. It's completely useless without a rider. It's a beautiful bike. It's a fancy bike. Bobby wishes he had this bike. But it's useless without a rider. Now, the crazy part is of this, I guess really it's important that we note that this was a gift to me. Now, I can't unget that gift. It's simply going to be a gift. If I wanted to give it away, sure, no problem. I guess, I guess somebody could steal my... Bobby? <laughs> somebody could steal my bike. I guess one day, like in, I don't know, 200, 300, whatever number of years, I guess it could disintegrate, right? I mean, like, it could fall apart, and then and the memory foam would have lost its memory. But that doesn't change the fact that it's a gift given to me. But it's useless without a rider. I think the same thing about faith, mostly. It's this amazing gift that we've been given. See, faith comes with great features, too. It gives us grace for one another. It gives us grace when we look in the mirror. It reminds us of hope for those that we've lost, that we might see them again. It reminds us who we are, this gift of faith. It reminds us that we are important, that we are loved, and there's nothing we can do to mess that up, that God loves us with an unconditional, unshakable grace. These are such great features of faith. And the difference is, nobody can steal it. Once it's given to you, nobody can ever steal it. Once God gives you that gift of faith, it won't disintegrate. As a matter of fact, it becomes stronger and stronger and more a part of who we are each and every day, every step. And the beautiful thing about faith is that you can't unget that gift. It stays with you. It came from God. Say, right, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor, but yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Sounds good. But just like a bike, 
kind of useless without a rider. Living out that faith. Taking hold of it. Living out all these great features. Now, we don't do that in order to earn God's grace, right? Somebody say amen. Amen. Martin Luther, amen. Yeah. But that grace, so beautiful. When we take a chance to take it and remember to ride. I'm going to read this Deuteronomy scripture, and I want you to hear this again. The Lord didn't set his affection on you and choose you because you were, put in parentheses, awesome, really good at your job, wealthy, successful, more numerous than other peoples, for actually you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Everybody say, this is the word of the Lord. We say, thanks be to God. So you've been set free from not being perfect. You've been set free from not having it all together. You've been set free from all of these things, but you've ultimately been freed for sharing the gospel, for taking that love beyond these walls, loving the unloved, finding clothes for the naked, finding food for the hungry, giving water to those who are thirsty. Brothers and sisters, it is a useless thing if it just sits on your mantle. It's a useless thing if it's never a part of your life. This is the beauty of God's grace and love. You can't unget it, so we get to give it. Amen? Amen. Pray with me if you would. Thank you, Bobby. Oh, you know what? Before we pray. (laughs) Bobby, can you hold it for one more second? Y'all thought we were done. Y'all thought it was all done. You're like, oh, sermon's done. I can get more coffee. One of the coolest features about this bike that that I didn't talk about is this giant red thing right here. Do you see it? It's even got a little steering wheel. I could probably fit Bill in this. Take Bill for a ride. One of the most beautiful features of our faith that sometimes we forget is that we get to take others along with us. We get to be a part of other people's lives God puts in our life so that they can ride with us. This little bicycle seat right here is built for someone in your life that can't wait anymore. They need to know God's love and grace. So brothers and sisters, take the time and remember to ride. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks. We thank you all for loving us when we don't deserve it. For making us holy and perfect when we feel so far from it. Lord, there are people in this room today that need to know and hear that they are loved. There are people worshiping online that need to know today that you love them. And there are people here today that need to be reminded about this gift of faith that you give to us as a gift your grace as a gift. Strengthen us in it, Lord. 
help us remember to ride. In Jesus' name we pray and all of God's children say, amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.